a divine intention to your people and i ask oh god that every activity of the enemy around this environment in this house in the mind of every man in the life of every man be intercepted i intercepted by the blood of jesus and i declare there will be liberty free flow of the truth this morning let light dawn in the hearts of your people thank you father in jesus name we pray Amen. Come on, celebrate Jesus here this time. Okay. How many of us are business people or professional? Can I see your hand? You're a businessman, a professional. Let me see your hand. This morning, I'm going to be speaking on the subject title, Operating in Your Glorious Destiny as a Family. Operating in Your Glorious Destiny as a family and what i want to do this morning i want to go in an unusual way i will make us read a couple of scriptures and then i'll begin to build um a line of thought a train of thought um genesis chapter one genesis chapter one and please um this is a message the lord has put in my heart um, very strongly for um families for and and i believe it's also for everybody and please i want you to pay attention to the sequence of what we are going to be looking at because it can make a whole lot of difference between how you achieve or you do not achieve this year. Genesis chapter 1. In Genesis chapter 1, I'd like us to read from verse 26 to 28. Very common, very popular. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Please, I'd like you to begin to pay attention to it from there. And let them have dominion. Come on, say dominion dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that keep bread on the earth but take note and over all the earth and over all the earth come on say it and over all the earth say it again but look at the emphasis first why did he create them that they may have dominion. Why did he create them? Why did he create you? To have dominion means to be in control. To be in charge. And when you are in control of something, it means that that thing, you can use it to your advantage. When you are in charge of something, it means that you can use that thing to your benefit. So it said that they may be in control. And then he mentioned several things that they may be in control of. And then as we go, verse, verse 27, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So in that order, you will see very clearly that it's not only man as in male gender that God designed to have dominion. He created the, them male and female. So his design is that both the male and the female should have dominion. Is somebody with me at all now? But why did he say he created him? Because in the beginning he created man first. And then from man he created the woman. And the two of them are supposed to be one. Having dominion together. Is somebody with me at all now? They are supposed to be having dominion together. That's the intention of God. Verse 27. Uh, 28 sorry and god blessed them and god said to them be pro- productive that's be fruitful multiply replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion 
In other words, even though God said, I'm creating them that they may have dominion, in verse 28, he told, he, he, he released power, empowerment upon them to give expression to that dominion. And how they were going to give expression to that dominion is that in their lives, they have power to become productive. That means fruitful. And then their productivity will multiply at a higher level. That is to multiply. And then their multiplication, as they multiply productivity, the space will be too small for them. So they need to expand. That's why you had what that brother was sharing with us here. He said where he was using had become too small. So he began to think of land. So if he moves to that land, what is he going to do? He's going to fill that land with his product. Is somebody with me at all, huh? But he became productive in a small cage. From a small cage, he took over his backyard. From his backyard, he's asking for more space. I pray for you. This year, the power of God will eat what you are doing. You will demand for more space. I say you will demand for more space. You will occupy more space. In the name of Jesus, where you are using will be too small for you. In the name of Jesus. You know, during the course of the week, a elderly man came around and then he was praying for me and all that. And he said, he said I don't know what you have done for them in this, in this environment. They, they were just complaining and they say, and then I was saying in my heart, well, we have not really bought menu <laughs> because we'll buy to the right, we'll buy to the left, we'll buy to the front, we'll buy to the back, and we'll use them to the glory of God. After all, Winners Chapel bought over four villages. They didn't buy houses. <laughs> what did they buy? Villages. <laughs> and it's not new because God already said something like that in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6. He said, I will give you cities that you built not. So if it is city, they went for the said, I will give you houses full of good things that you feel not because the power of our god is capable of doing that is somebody with me at all now so that i want your mind to begin to come up because husband and wife that are here is it possible if i can get husband and wife that are here can you gravitate towards your wife or your god where are you going is, is it the, <laughs> husband wives gravitate towards your husband you know i just want you to be around your wife uh, uh, if it's possible please please do that do that without really too much because i want your mind to follow me gently there is a destiny for you jointly hello there's a destiny for you as an individual and that destiny is having certain dimension that can be expressed more or better as you have a marital relationship you remember that God was speaking in the book of Genesis chapter 2. He said, it is not good. When, after God said, okay, now he put man in the garden. And then he wanted man to express what he has empowered man to do. He has empowered man to be productive. He has empowered him to multiply in productivity. To increase productivity. He has empowered him to fill more spaces. So in other words, if you are in a room apartment, this year must not end. You will move to the other one. You will expand. I say you will expand. If your business is occupying one shop, begin to ask them around for a better shop. Did you hear what I'm saying? You are occupying one shop. Please, I want you to be angry with smallness this year. Because it will be anti-script, anti-the covenant and the word of prophecy that has gone ahead of you this year. 
The word of prophecy that has gone ahead of you this year says you take over territories. So you are not supposed to be small. Hello? It's abomination to be small. So everything against smallness this year, I curse in the name of Jesus. I come against them in the name of Jesus. This year, you will expand. You will take over new territories in the name of Jesus. Alright, so that's the intention of God. He has a great destiny for you and he wants you to be something. And then the Bible says, when God put man in the Garden of Eden to begin to express what he carried, God said, ah! By the time this guy expands, it will be too... It will be too it will be too strenuous. Do you know that there is a level you do business to that you can't do it alone? <laughs> you can't do it alone. Now, you say, okay, yes, you employ people. There is a level you employ people to that you need somebody that is very loyal to you to assist you. Because the pressure will be too much. Is somebody with me at all now? You just need a balance. So God said, with the kind of thing I put in Adam, if he start expressing to be too much, he needs somebody to assist him. He just needs help. He can't do it alone. Of course, there were, there were, there were uh, Ayanas there, there were hippopotamus there, there were gorillas there. They could assist him to do some things. Just like animals are beasts of bodies. They can actually release some I mean, some problems and all of that. But the one God was looking at is that when this guy, by the time he goes north, who helps him to take care of south? He needs, he needs a help. He needs a help. I will give him a helper suitable. That means somebody that is loyal, somebody that they are seeing the same. And that's why I'm speaking to families this morning. Listen, if you're a wife, if you're a husband, the two of you need to begin to synergize and begin to think in the same direction. That's why the Bible says can two walk together except they agree. There is a dimension of your destiny that you will never be able to see until the two of you begin to reason together. I pity men who say they cannot tell their wife about their business. Oh, you don't understand. Say, but she can't understand me. Hey, you see, my profession, by virtue of the business I do, my wife cannot understand the intricacies, democracy of my business. You don't understand anything. There is a dimension that we never find expression until the two of you agree properly. Somebody is saying, Pastor, prove that to me from the scriptures. Give me First Peter chapter 3, verse 7. First Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Give it to me very quickly. First Peter chapter 3, verse 7. First Peter chapter 3. Verse 7. First Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Thank you. Likewise, ye husband, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor to the wife as unto the weaker vessel, as being heirs together, as being beneficiaries together of the grace of life. I'm still coming back to that grace of life. In other words, God was simply saying, Men, if you do not pay attention to your wife, there is a dimension of God's blessing that is coming to your life that God is not giving you alone. It's a joint thing. Hello? There is a dimension that God finds impossible to bring to your life. For example, there is no way Abraham will become father of nation without Sarah. He thought he could try it. And as soon as he went into Agai, God said, Hey, come here, Abraham. In case you don't understand, it is in Sarah that your seed will be counted. You can't give birth to Isaac by yourself. And your generation and your greatness is in Isaac. You need a Sarah to conceive Isaac. Is somebody with me at all now? You need a Sarah to nurse Isaac. 
as intelligent and anointed and favored as Abraham was, he needed a Sarah. Is somebody with me at all now? Okay, so it becomes necessary that the two parties must begin to think along, think right, and think correctly. And that's why every woman in this house, it is for you to leave carnality and begin to think spirituality. Because if you start thinking too much of carnality, if you think about the relevancies, you will make the man to miss his destiny. It was the counsel of Sarah, who was supposed to be the helpmate of the destiny of Abraham, that led to Agai. Because if she was not thinking carnality, if they had put their mind together on their God, together united, there would have been no Agai. Neither would have been Ishmael. And Ishmael that tormented the seed of Abraham and Sarah would not have surfaced. But because she was thinking too carnally, she was not focusing on the promise of God for them. They were not looking at the joint destiny that God had for them. She was just more interested in having a baby and having it anyhow. That's why I want women that just want money and want it anyhow. Money is not the problem. Money is just a vehicle. It should not be seen as the ultimate because there is a better goal. If you have to start in one room together, there is no issue. Is somebody with me at all now? That's why I've shared with you severally without hiding anything from you. If I were to be a man of ego, I'd hide that from you. My wife was paying out strength of our house for a long time. And I'm not ashamed to declare it. But thank God that she paid because the destiny that we are now in might not have manifested if she was not ready. Because for certain things to come out, there are certain prices that must be paid. Am I talking to real people in the house here? Yeah. So husband and wife, it is high time you begin to think from the same direction. That's why if you are not married in this house, I beg you, don't marry a man, don't marry a woman that does not have deep relationship with God. Because only deep call it to deep. There is a dimension of destiny that God has in stock for you. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has he entered into the heart of man what God has in stock for them that love him. He said, these things, they are not easily understood. He said, but they are spiritually designed. So you can't understand, he said, for natural man cannot understand the things of God. But it has been revealed to us by the Spirit. How dare you now marry somebody who is not having connection with the Spirit of God? Your destiny can be locked up. Because this kind of destiny we are talking about, they are not the things that come out of as a result of ambition. They are things that come out of a result of revelation. There are things that God has planned that you will be. There are things that God has planned and prepared that you must accomplish with your life. It is in becoming what God has designed you to be and in accomplishing the things that God has designed you to accomplish that your destiny actually finds fulfillment. In fact, that is where the glory is. Romans chapter 8, the Bible says, They that go for no, and you know what Paul already told us in the book of Acts of Apostles. He said, No, not to God, that is work from beginning to the end. They that go for new, they that he predestined to be conformed to the image of his dear son. He destined them. He predestined them. He predestined them. Let me say to you, every glorious destiny that is in God's agenda is in Christ. Any destiny outside Christ is not valid. Somebody saying, but pastor, there are people who do not have money. And who do not have, who are, who do not have Christ, who do not belong to Jesus, who are okay. After all, Zugaba doesn't belong to Jesus. And at, at, at least sometimes, pastor, you also quote him. Um, um, Bigay doesn't belong to Christ. And, oh, you don't understand. Being used as an instrument once a while in the hand of God 
is different from being seen by God as God's own property and he uses your life consistently. There are people that God used once and after them, there cannot be a continuity. Meanwhile, there are people that God picks and after them, generations after them, things are still speaking about them. Tell me, who are the children of Darosias that you know? Just tell me. Mention just one Darosia. Oh, you don't even know. I think I've told you in this house. Darosia was a very wealthy man in Nigeria. In the class of Dangote of his generation. Mention one Darosia's son that you know. And it's not up to 100 years. Is somebody say with me here? So that tells you a lot. Even in this Elisha, if you look at it, some of the rich people that were rich here 50 years ago, 40 years ago, very wealthy. When you check their children, maybe those ones who have a relationship with God are the ones that are still standing. So I wanted to get it that when we are talking about destiny, we are not talking about just having money. Mm, that's not what we are talking about. Jesus said the life of man does not consist in the abundance of the things that he has. Hello? Even though money is part of the package, but the central focus is not money. The central focus is that you are so important in the agenda of God, in the plan of God, that if Jesus tarries 100 years to come, they are still using you as a reference point. They are still talking about you. They are still talking about your life. They are still talking about the impact of your destiny. That is what God wants. And it doesn't matter either you are a pastor or you are not a pastor. No, it's not only a pastor that they can talk about years after they are gone. There are people, businessmen, businessmen, professionals who lived their life in harmony with God. Who pressed the button and heaven answered. Heaven just had to respond. Because they have found their own purpose and their essence in Christ. Okay, why is Christ necessary? Let's quickly deal with that. Why is Christ necessary? When God created Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, He designed them for a glorious destiny. And the glorious destiny we saw as six. And I'd like you to take time, even after this, this service, I'd like you to take time and think through verse 26 to 28 of Genesis chapter 1. Because when you want to understand some things in God, you have to go back to the beginning. And take time to understand the beginning. That statement in verse 26 is awful. It said, and God said, let us make man in our image after our order. Let, in, let them have dominion. Question number one. What did man do to qualify for this? What is it? What did man do to qualify for it? Why did God not say this about fishes, about stone, about gorilla? Okay, you can say those ones are... Why did God not say this about the angels? And he chose out of his own magnanimity, out of his own plentiful capacity as God, out of his own sovereignty, he decided that it is man. What you saw in this play here is called grace. What do I call it? Grace is unmerited favor. It is superior to love. It's love in higher order. 
Grace is that I chose to now concentrate my love on you without any qualification. You have not done anything. But I now chose to concentrate my love on you. That's what happened to him. That's why you will find out that all through the scripture, grace is an important element. In fact, grace is one key thing that is the message when you come into New Testament. You keep hearing, we are saved by grace. This happened by grace. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Everything by grace. The reason is that grace was from the beginning. Grace started at the beginning, but man... Hello? Is somebody with me at all now? God said, I want to favor you, man. From today, I'm going to be doing things. I empower you. Man didn't qualify for it. Didn't do anything. So God put here what we call grace of dominion. Unmerited favor to have capacity to dominate. To you. He put grace of dominion. And I hope you understand grace there's grace for salvation. There's grace for... That's why the Bible talks about the abundance of grace. That's why you will see Paul, we always say, grace be multiplied to you. Because you know there are different dimensions of grace. In 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 9, verse 8, Paul was talking about the fact that he's able to multiply your seed soon and then increase your... Uh, 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 supply your abundance of grace. So that you having all sufficiency in all things... You may be able to abound onto every good work. Because when there is plenty of grace, let me emphasize again, grace is God's unmerited favor. You didn't do anything to deserve it. You didn't qualify for it on no ground. God just chose out of his own decision to concentrate his love. The love that makes him to do a man good, he concentrates it on you. And it could be on anything. He could decide to give you grace for kingship. And then you just find out that everywhere you go, they make you the leader. You have not done anything, no. You have not said anything, no. Everywhere, once you appear like this, they just want to make you the leader. God will always work it out that everybody will decide that you must lead. It's called grace. Is somebody with me at all, no? For some people, it's grace to win battle. Even when you are weak in your weakest moments, you will still be winning. One million people against you. Once you come on the scene, by unexplainable force, God will just ensure you win. It's called grace. Come on, say grace. grace. When you look at it yourself, you will know that, look, this is not because I did anything. That's why the wisest of us must always be grace of God more and more. If God will release more grace to your life, your life will be more easy. So what these people should actually be enjoying is to be enjoying the grace. But the devil made them to leave grace here. That's why Paul said, I do not make the grace of God of no effect. Can you imagine that before they did anything, God chose to make them like himself. Before they did anything, they didn't think of doing anything. God chose to make them like himself. Only for the devil to come in chapter 3 and say, if you eat the tree of the, the fruit of the tree, you will be like God. Does it not madness? The devil now telling them what they have to do to be like what only grace can give them. Oh, you didn't get that thing. They didn't do anything. They were not even created. When God decided what they would be like, 
God now made them to be that thing which they need to grow into the full expression. Then the devil now came and told them that they had to do something to qualify for that thing. Makes no sense. And that's sometimes what the Lord does for us. He makes us feel that we have to do certain things to qualify for the, for the love of God. There's nothing any of us can do to qualify for the love of God. Yeah. Say after me, there's nothing I can do to qualify for the love of God. Say it again, there's nothing I can do to qualify for the love of God. It's all by grace. So it's by grace. That God just decide. Now, when man was given this grace, this grace was meant to produce glory in the life of man. Hear me and hear me well. There will be no beauty around your life when grace is lacking. Please, I'd like you to be following me. There will be no iota of beauty around your life when grace is lacking. If you don't come to a point where God just looks at you, without because you have done anything special, he just chose to have mercy on you. He just chose to do you good. If you don't have that element in your life, there will be no color. So as soon as Adam and Eve went away from grace, in chapter 3, they lost glory. That's why the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 3, chapter 3, verse 23, he said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned. As soon as they sin, as soon as they offended, as soon as they broke the rule, because the rule is that God doesn't want man to boast in himself. God wants man to boast in God. God doesn't want you to come to a point where you think it is because you are intelligent that you are getting results. Hello? It, God doesn't want you to come to a point in your life and please, this may be one of the best information you will ever have in your life. God doesn't want you to come to a point where you think because you are qualified, even when you are qualified. Oh, you didn't get it. You have read. And you know if you go to face that exam, you are going to pass. Even when you know, God doesn't want you to say, I know and I will pass. Because he cannot get you to get there and make you go blank. <laughs> Then you say, ah, I read it, you know, and I read. Or he might make you write the exam and make the marker have brainwave. That's why you hear people say, with what I know I wrote. With what I know. Once you hear people say, with what I know I wrote, I don't know why I should have failed. Just know, they have stepped out of grace. Yeah. God doesn't want, you, are, you know you are qualified, but he doesn't want you to ever say it. He wants it to be all about him because he's a jealous God. That's why the Bible says God resists the proud. What does he do? He grants grace to the other. He resists the proud. He said he doesn't want anybody to glory. He said let not the wise. But the guy is wise now. He said let not the wise glory in his wisdom. I think it's Jeremiah 10 or Jeremiah 9 I should think. Jeremiah 9 23. Yeah. Jeremiah 9 23. Give it to me. He said, let not the wise. The man is wise already. If you are wise, they will say, if you have it, flaunt it. Isn't it? Now, let's read it. Let not the wise man take pride or glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man. The guy has strength. He has muscle. He has connection. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich. Excuse me. 
Is the man not rich? Eh? Was, you are the one who said he is rich. But God said, let him never try to make his boast in his riches. Give me the next verse. But let him that glorieth, glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness and righteousness. I mean, in judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things, I delight. So what God was saying here, is that what makes me excited, is when I see people, who despite what they have, they acknowledge that I'm still the supreme. They acknowledge that I'm the one that is making things to happen. You know there's a way you can make things happen for yourself, you get to a point that the thing enters your head. You just start feeling like you have arrived. And God is saying, he said, he said, when I see you do that, I get irritated. He said, there's only, thing, there's only one thing that moves me. When I see that whatever you achieve, whatever you have, you acknowledge that it is me. It is me. It is you. It is you, Jehovah. It is it is you, it is you. Ah, it is you, Jehovah, it is you. He said, those are the people I like. And that's what I glory. I mean, that's what I, I take delight in. Is somebody with me at all now? Okay, good. So everybody, every family is destined for glory. Great things, mighty things, colorful things. And it is by grace. But when Adam... And Eve seen in the Garden of Eden, they lost grace and they came down. The Bible says, All I've seen, I'm falling short of the glory of God. So they couldn't express the glory of God, and humanity entered trouble. And we all couldn't express the glory of God anymore. That's why husband and wife couldn't express. You know, you know, you know the challenge we have between Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. And in Genesis chapter 3, the identity, the original intended identity of Eve was lost. The only person that gave us a little expression of identity was Adam. When all animals were brought to him, he named them. But before Eve could express her own dominion, she lost her identity. And I think that accounts for the reason why over the years, women, their rights have been subjected to a lot of traditional interpretations. Because originally, God didn't design woman to be the full stool of a man. It's tradition that gave us that. Did I not marry you? Since I marry you, you do what I say. Original intention was not like that. The two of them were supposed to reign together. Are you following? No? They are supposed to be leaders together because they have destiny in common. They are both supposed to be director of the company. Only that, in terms of authority, I mean, in terms of 
placement, one is higher than the other, but they are co-equal. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Same power. But in terms of display of responsibility, the Father is the same person, but different expression. God now decided to have man, his wife. Same person. That's why I said the two of them shall be one. But they are supposed to express joint destiny. Rule together. Achieve what God wants them to achieve together. There is no way you can separate the man from the wife. It's only in our own tradition that we begin to tear the man and the woman apart. That's why the Bible says, whatever God has joined together, let no, whatever God has joined together, let no man put that on. It's an insult on God. When a man tells his wife, I bought, this is my property. Even when you bought it before you married her. Bible says so. You can choose to argue with God. I don't have a problem. But that's what the Bible says. Before I marry you, I bought this cookie shisha. Look at the way you are stepping on it, stepping on it, stepping on it. If that's how every other person has been stepping on it, you won't meet it in my house. And you know, Kojaye, you went to go and marry her now. And the day you married her, you became together. In one of these um, family summits, I'll be teaching on Genesis chapter 2. I think the last two verses. The Bible says, and the two of them were naked. And they were not ashamed. Many of us, oh, you know, even me, read that place severally, and I don't know, I don't know why God put it there until God began to explain to me. Give me that scripture. Give me that scripture. Genesis chapter 2. It said, and both of them were naked. He didn't need to tell us that, but he had to put it there for us to learn a very vital lesson. Give it to me. Genesis chapter 2. After I made the man and the woman and said, can't you find the scripture? <laughs> Look at these people. They are poor Bible students too. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, why are they looking for it? The, the, the point, okay, good. He said, and they were both naked. They were both naked. They were both naked. In other words, they both started with nothing. They were both naked. So the man saw his wife. There was nothing so special around. Aside from God, Eve had nothing. And she looked at Adam. Aside from God, Adam had nothing. She be me, I have two trousers. I have, uh, I mean, two shirts, one trouser. When she married me, I still have something. <laughs> this man had nothing. And the Bible says they were not ashamed. That means if you start the journey of marriage together with your partner, what the person has or does not have is not the issue. When God covers you with his grace, it's a matter of time. Materials will come your way. As a woman, you are not intelligent. When you look at yourself and say, hey, is that what all your mates do? Is that all? When you know he doesn't have money, say, is that what? Is that all your mates do? 
It's not all his mates. He's him. Created in the likeness of God. On the journey to express glory. And if you marry him, you will express the glory together and enjoy it together. Come on, say, I hear you. Are we together? Alright. So, there is a glorious destiny that God has in stock. But as soon as Adam and Eve messed up in the Garden of Eden, they lost God. And the grace covering that was upon them got removed. And as soon as they lost God, they lost everything. They became naked. Excuse me. But they were naked at the beginning. Oh, grace is operational on you. And I said grace is a merited favor of God that God uses to concentrate his love on you. When God is concentrating his love upon you, a lot of things will happen to you that will cover you up, that will not show your weakness and your nakedness. But when you lose God, it will be obvious to the world that you like nothing. I mean, you have nothing. So as soon as they lost God, they lost grace. As soon as they lost grace, they became conscious that they were naked. As soon as they saw that they were naked, they had to be ashamed. Because it became obvious that they don't have anything. In other words, they lost hope. When you lose hope, you become ashamed. Oh, you didn't get it. Come, 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 come. Remove your shoe. Remove the other one. Go to the back of the church. The back of the church. Alright, stop there. This shoe is for you. Come and take it. Now, go back. Go back, go back. Stop there. No, no, keep looking there. Come and take your shoe. <laughs> what happened to the movement? Huh? What made it slow? When you lack God backing, you lack hope. me, in other words, the one that is behind me. He was the one behind Adam and Eve. When he made them, did you notice that he had made everything they would need before making them? Oh, I'm going somewhere. That should help us to appreciate what we have in Jesus. Before he made Adam and Eve, he had made what Adam and Eve will eat. 
Before he made them, he had made what they would use to build their houses. Oh, you are still not with me here. Before he made them, he had made the trees that they would use to make furnitures for their houses. So it was not the responsibility of Adam to think of what to eat, what to wear, what to drink, where to live. Not only had he made those things available, he had also created innumerable, countless numbers of angels who have responsibilities to act as soon as Adam wanted things to be done. Oh, you still didn't get that. (laughs) Angels are not only God's messengers. They are also designed to be messengers to us. Because we are created in the class of God. In fact, God created us to be seen as his own children. So who among you will have servants? And you have your children in your house. And you say your servant will not serve your children. You employ the driver. And your child needs to go places. And you have 50 drivers. And you will ask your child to go and carry a bocada. And say something is wrong with you. Because the cars are available. The drivers are available. If your child wants to go anywhere, all he needs to say is, Daddy, I want to go somewhere. Can any of the drivers take me? And Daddy will say, John, pick him. (laughs) Praise God. Are we together? So that's the same way God made the angels for us. Please, I'd like you to follow me, Jeff. When Adam fell in the Garden of Eden, we lost the connection that will make angels to work for us. Let me help your mind a little bit. Let's come to the natural. In this world, there are people who do occultic charms. And after doing the occultic charms, demonic angels go to bring money for them. At least in Yoruba land, there, there are two of them. There's Ajay. There's uh, Agbe. And then they will say something like this. Agbe tumbere padi olokuma gbere padi olokuma o. Aluko tumbere padi olosa ma gbere padi olosa ma o. Ma gbere wabai me lagbaja o mo lagbaja. Or they will say Ajay o. Bring so 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 and so to me. All of those things are demons. And there are incantations that men will make. And those demons will go into the society. They will not bring invisible paper. They will bring real paper. And then the man will go to a store and find bundle of paper there. If demons can do that, you think your father is dumb? So, what does God need to do? He needs to just say, angel, go to that guy. He has plenty of money. Give him a knock. He will remember that, my son. And then the money in his account. He will give him a contract and then the contract will transfer the money. Shikena. Do you know that people become, it's easier to have resources by God. Our problem is that we are not following God the way he wants us to follow him. 
how does money come your way and please i like you to get this you know sometimes it it does me as if you should just as just open your head and put it to become wealthy is not is not rocket science it's simple spiritual truth that you need to know and align yourself with it she cannot and that's why i always say to you please if you belong to this church avoid mentality and philosophy that does not align with the scriptures you will deprive yourself of blessing anything that doesn't align with the word of god it doesn't matter how anybody says for example it does not make sense to pay tithes but either you like it or not it's scripture did you hear me it is what say hey i will like i will like work and carry my money and go and give to one pastor that's where you get it wrong you are still saying you are working who tell you that you must be the one doing it there is god has innumerable angels who will go and do marketing for you it's not that you will not make effort but the effort you make if you compare it with the result after you've got sent angels to work for you you'll be shocked so you see people like you doing the same thing who do not have angelic presence working for them they struggle but in your own case you do little you get great results so God has a glorious destiny for us. Seeing of Adam brought it down. And we lost it. But thank God that he didn't leave us in that state. Thank God he didn't leave us in that state. And you know what God did? He sent Jesus. That's why we must, all your life, you must keep appreciating the gift of Jesus. He sent Jesus to us. And what did Jesus come to do? God ensured that he put plenty of grace inside Jesus. Hey! The Bible says, out of his fullness, we have received grace for grace. He said, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. Give me Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 3. Let's look at it. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. From verse 3. Oh God, we thank you. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places where? In Christ. Give me the next verse. We are going far. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Come on say I'm chosen. Before the foundation of the world. In other words, God had planned it. That's what I was showing you in Genesis chapter 1. God had planned it before he made the word. He had decided it. Man didn't do anything, but he decided it. What did he decide? That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Next. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. <laughs> Read the next one. Huh? Huh? Wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved. In other words, inside grace, he made us accepted. And I explained grace to you. It is unmerited favor of God. We didn't do anything to deserve it. He <coughs> said, in this, in Christ, you know what God has not decided to do? None of us did anything to appease God for the offense of Adam. But God just decided and said, I will forgive you. Oh. See, brother, 
your fasting didn't make God forgive you. Your prayer didn't make God forgive you. Your coming to church didn't make God to forgive you. Mm -mm. We did nothing. He just decided and said that their offense, that Adam offended, that is creating problem for them, I forgive them. Why did he forgive us? He released grace. He released what? He released what? Come on, say, I found grace. Say, I'm found grace. I can hear you. I found grace. Your grace has found me just as I am. Empty handed. Live in your hand. <laughs> as I am. Empty handed. But alive in your hand. Oh. Majesty. Majesty is grace. It's grace. That's why the Bible says, out of his fullness, we have all received grace unto grace. You will never go past grace in your work with God. You will never grow to a point where you will say, grace is not necessary. So, what we found in him is, he said, he, he, he called us to be his children in Christ. So that when people look at us, they can keep praising the glory of the grace of God. Ah, come. Let me demonstrate grace for you. Grace says, ah, you know what, Father? From today. Just come to my office and pick anything you like. Grace. <laughs> but it doesn't cover you. <laughs> Grace says, you know what? It doesn't matter what you do. I won't be angry with you. That's grace. See, no matter what you do, I will not throw you away. She has not done anything to qualify for it. It is me making all the decisions. And you know one thing about God. When God makes decisions, power goes to back it up. <laughs> when Adam and Eve sinned, let me tell you what happened. Come. Hide here. They went to hide their destiny Every beauty about them went into hiding. Because the devil wants us to be hidden. And that is why a lot of people couldn't express their destiny. But God, out of his own magnanimity, we didn't do anything special. Baba ah. Jesus, Ah, 
obadani mabagweni ekuishe he went down to their level he first said Adam where are you as if he didn't know where they were he said when I heard your voice and I consider myself there is too much discrepancy between the two of us I had to hide myself he went down to where they were he brought them out and then he clothed them they didn't ask for the clothes is the one that gave it to them he went by himself killed the animal to typify jesus remove the blood use the clothes the skin of the animal to show clothes they were sinners, so he should kill them. He should have destroyed them. You know, Lolo, Biarani. <laughs> now, he didn't use thunder. He didn't use storm. He just came and clothed them. Grace. Now, what God has now decided to do now is that when he sent Jesus, every kind of favor that a man does not deserve, that you can ever imagine in your widest imagination, God put in Christ that we should come and enjoy. So everybody that accepts Jesus come into grace. You come into favor. And that favor produces all kind of effects. And one of the effects that I'm emphasizing this morning is that there is grace for dominion. That grace for dominion is when God by himself, he goes into the territory and subdue the territory for you. As you are walking little by little, God goes and magnify your little effort. Oh, you didn't get it. It was the grace for dominion that David found. Do you think ordinary 16-year-old boy, the finger, the, the span here, will be able to go around the neck of a lion? Grace expanded it. As he put the hand, grace stretched it. Grace made it easier for him to claw the lion. Grace made the lion become choked. Grace killed the lion. Oh, you didn't get it. After that, Bia came. Grace killed him. So he knew when he met Goliath that the battle is not about stone and sling. Only that God needs something to use. Oh, you are not getting me. God just needed something to use. It's not about the amount of loaf of bread and fishes. God just needed something to use. Once grace comes, it's called grace of supply. 
God just concentrates his love and attention on you. And he decides to say, as long as you are there and you are alive, every need supply. So, all God just needed is something to breathe upon. It is you that is worried that you have only one cup of gari. Grace doesn't have problem with that because grace multiplies and magnifies things. Grace. So for every family under the sound of my voice, this year, pursue grace like never before. It's available in Christ. All you just need to do is stretch your faith to receive. God wants your life to be to the praise of the glory of his grace. God wants your family to be one of those that people will use to give example. They will say, we know when they started now. There was no chair in their room now. We know when they started now. Abba, the guy didn't have good shoe. We know when they started now. Boy, story, grace covers. <laughs> grace. Grace, grace. Come on, say grace. grace. I can't hear you better. Grace, grace, grace. Paul the apostle says, I am what I am. Not by my strength. I didn't labor. I'm not more intelligent. It's grace. Even though you saw me, I walk more than them all. But I also want to tell you that even the energy to walk was grace. <laughs> grace. So this year, you will take territories by grace. You will expand by grace. Ah, by the unexplainable grace of God, in this 2018, great things will happen around your life. In this 2018, by the grace of God, your business will move to another level. Your finances will move to another level. Everything around you will begin to expand. By the grace of God, you will be clothed with color. You will know no shame this year. In the name of Jesus, shout grace. Grace is that unmerited favor of God. And all you need to enjoy grace is just faith. Romans chapter 5. He said, by faith, have we access into the grace where we now stand? By, by faith. What is faith? Faith is simple. Faith, give me that Romans chapter 5. Faith is simply having confidence. Strong confidence in God. Faith is becoming so persuaded in your mind, in your heart, that this powerful God exists. And everything that he says is true. That's why Paul Apostle say, in Christ, all the promises of God are yes and amen. 
In other words, they don't fail. So faith. Yeah. So what shall we say then? No, 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 no. Chapter 5, where he talked about, yes. No, 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 no. I think verse, chapter 5, chapter 5, chapter 5. He said the grace where we now stand. Chapter 5. I think verse 2 of chapter 5. He said that in the grace wherein we now stand. Yeah, thank you. He said, by whom also we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in expectation of the glory of God. Did you see what I said? This year you will find glory. By the grace of God you will find glory. By the grace of God you will express glory in the name of Jesus. This year, like never before, the grace of God will move you to dimensions you never thought. In the name of Jesus, areas of things you did not qualify for, the things that you do not think you are qualified, in the things that you do not even know how to handle, grace of God will give you expansion. The grace of God will establish you there. I declare that this year, the grace of God will give victory to your hands. Ask Isaac, he asked Jacob, Isaac asked Jacob, he said, how did you find it? He said, the Lord your God brought it to me. I declare as the prophetic voice of God in this house this morning, that in the mighty name of Jesus, grace will bring what others are laboring to your doorstep. What others are struggling to achieve, grace will deliver to your hands. Success that you never thought you could handle. Grace will bring it to your hands in the name of Jesus. In this year 2018, you will understand and experience grace unusual. Shout grace! Sit down for a while and then we'll close. If there is anything I want you to get out of this, is that the race is not to the swift. The battery is not to the strong. But any man who finds grace will certainly excel. The man who finds grace. The man who finds grace. The man who finds grace. And that's why the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hands of God that he may exalt you in due course. Grace. I want to play with you this year. Let me play with every one of you here this year. This year, please, don't allow yourself to be distracted by things that has nothing to do with God. What somebody said, what somebody feel, what... Anything that doesn't have anything to do with God, don't be distracted by it this year. Set your face like a flint. I must see God. And I must tap grace. Abundance of grace. Listen. Grace is in measures. In our lives. We only receive measure to measure. To every man is given a measure. A measure of grace. And it is your responsibility to press into higher dimension of grace. For everything you are struggling with now. You need to press into grace. You know what grace does for you? It brings you into rest. You won't need to be struggling to make it happen. It will be God dispatching his angels to make it happen. You are working, but it's not your work. 
It is that there is host of heaven walking with you. That's why the Bible says, except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. They labor. That our brother was sharing the story of his business with us. I believe that angels went to begin to sell with him. <laughs> because see, when, when God put grace in your efforts, they will happen in quick succession. But you must never come to a point where you think your smartness is getting it done. And that's where most of us have problems. You see some people, they just tasted one small breakthrough like this. They start cooking up. They forget that whatever result you are seeing, if grace is removed, all your effort will be zero. I've seen people that God removed grace from before. May you never experience it. Amen. When God removed the shock of grace, you will look like a fool. You will be doing it, it won't show. Because it will look as if you don't have head. But when God supplies grace, particularly if he supplies grace in higher dimension, people will watch you excel and they will be wondering what you are doing. That's why people come up with all kinds of theory. Ah, maybe he's using charm. Oh, maybe she's... Oh, maybe... They will try to explain it. Because, you know what? They have used their effort. It didn't produce the results. And they are watching you. Maybe it's what you are doing that we are doing. Why is it not producing results with us? And it's producing results with you. What they don't understand is grace. Come on, say grace. This year. This year. Oh God. Supply your people with abundance of grace. To advance and take territory. Let grace be available. In the name of Jesus. By grace, buy properties. By grace, advance in that business. By grace, advance in that career. By grace, undo great resources. By grace, move into a new level. By grace, move into a new apartment. By grace, build that house. By grace, go and buy that land. By grace, make that great accomplishment. In the name of Jesus. Come and shout grace. As, so as a family this year, tap into abundance of God's grace. This year. Sometimes you might just say, Father, I thank you for the abundance of your grace in Christ Jesus. I tap into your grace to do this business. In this month, by your grace, I do it to get greater results. Tap into your grace. Draw grace. Draw grace. Draw grace. So that you can see greater. And please, don't just say it with your mouth. Mean it with your heart. Because God will resist the proud. This is a year where all who think they know how to do it will fall. Everyone who rely on his expertise, on his own ideologies, will fall. But this is also a year where those who rely on the grace of God will mount up wings and fly. So you choose which one you want to fall. Either you want to see God carry you on the wings of grace, or you want to struggle in your own effort. Rise up to your feet.
I'd like you to draw grace from God here this morning. Just tell Father, I can't do it by myself. I acknowledge that I don't have what it takes. But I draw from your grace. Come on, go ahead and draw grace here. Draw grace this morning. Draw grace this morning. Lord, I tap from your grace this morning. Father, I humble myself before you. I acknowledge I don't have what it takes. I don't have the power. I don't have wisdom. But I know there's grace with you. Lord, I tap into your grace. I tap into the abundance of your grace this morning. Let your grace be available for me on my career, in my career. Lord, I tap into your grace for my business. I tap into your grace for my family. If you are a single person and you desire marriage, tap into grace. There is a grace for marriage. That grace will go and find you a woman. That grace will go and find you a man. Adam didn't ask God first for a wife. It was grace that brought the wife. Lord, I tap into your grace. I believe in you. I believe in your power. That your power can do the unusual. I tap into grace this morning. The God of all grace. You are the God of all grace. You are the God of all grace. You are the God of all grace. I tap into your grace. In Jesus, much listen, pray. I pray for you this morning. That of the abundance of fullness of his grace, may you be supplied with relevant grace that you need for this phase of your life. Receive in the name of Jesus. For whatever aspect of your life where you are weak, for his grace is made perfect in our weakness. I declare a release of grace upon you for your career for your business for your family life let there be a release of grace let there be a release of grace may your life this year be a practical demonstrative object of the glory of God's grace in the name of Jesus Christ all eyes close all eyes bow let's do quick